high profile trade secret theft results in 18 months of prison time for self-driving truck entrepreneur, Anthony Lewandowski. We're here with Todd Bailey, Chief IP Officer and General Counsel at Scale AI to talk about the, th the theft of trade secrets. This is stuff you should know about IP. Tom, tell us about Anthony Lewandowski and this story uh, and what exactly happened here? How did this guy get 18 months in prison? Yeah, this is, this is really a cool case. I mean, we've done some pretty boring podcasts, Ray. This is not one of them. One reason is we got, Todd with, no, we got Todd with us, which totally <laughs> steps up our game. I know, I know. I'm but, No, no, but here's the thing. This is why this case is so kind of fascinating. So there's this guy, Anthony Lewandowski, and he's got a partner. I think his name is Lior Ron. And so Lewandowski and Ron are working for Google, Alphabet, right? And they have an autonomous driving unit called Waymo. So they're working there like nine years. And then in January of 2016, or sometime before that, they depart and they start a company called Automoto LLC or Auto. So, and by the way, when they depart, they don't just leave. They leave with some stuff, you know, because you can't just leave your employer. It wouldn't be a great story. They leave with four, at least 14,000 records and a whole bunch of employees, okay? So they leave in January of 2016. They form Automotors or Automoto, Automoto. I want to emphasize that because we're going to hear about Automotors in a second. But so Automoto LLC, Auto starts in January of 2016, and then Uber is like, oh my God, I gotta get me some of that. So they buy Automoto in August of 2016, and that's when the firestorms start, okay? Because keep in mind, autonomous vehicles, this is a pretty hot area right now, right? And you know, I'm, every- I'm, Sign me up, I want one. I'll be the first I do customer. too. I, I would love to have a, a self-driving machine so I don't have to deal with the stress of driving anymore. But that's because I'm 56. If I were 19, it would be just the opposite. But anyway, so as soon as they buy it, bam, they get hit with a Canadian company called Auto Motors, which is an autonomous driving company for trademark infringement. And they're forced to retire the name Auto, okay? So right off the bat, they lose Auto. But that's not all. That's just the beginning. Because then Waymo does a little whammo on, um, on Uber, and they hit them with theft of trade secrets. And that case actually goes to trial. They're five days into the trial in February of 2018, and Uber settles for $244 million, okay? But that's not all. Waymo, Wamos Lewandowski as well, they sue him for um, unfair and deceitful business practices for poaching all these employees. They get, a, they get a judgment or a verdict. I don't know whether it was a judgment or verdict, but for $179 million, and that puts Lewandowski into bankruptcy, personal bankruptcy, right? Now, this is a hot shot. Lewandowski is a bright hot shot, and all of a sudden, he's in a world of hurt, right? Then... That's not all, because the Northern District of California wants a piece to Lewandowski as well. And as you mentioned at the outset, they go after him for trademark, or I'm sorry, trade secret theft, because he steals like 14,000 records. They hit him with 33 counts 
of theft of trade secrets. They finally settle with one count, one document, I think. Todd, you could correct us, but I think it's one document. And he goes, now he goes away for 12 months to a place that I never want to be, right? (laughs) At 5'7", on my best day, 160 pounds, I do not want to be in prison. And Lewandowski, I saw Orange is not a good color like on you, Tom. So he'll do a Tom, little better. He's like 6'3 or 6'4. And he has a full head of hair. So he's got yes. all the advantages. You know so anyway, what, Tom? Tom I, don't think, Tom, I don't think it's your height that's going to get you in trouble in prison, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just only one of many problems. <laughs> so, Tom, so. what are you thinking about this? Yeah, you know, it, it, it sort of it sort of blows your socks off when you hear that this this guy left with that many documents. You know, you gotta you gotta think about, you know, what was he thinking and uh, you know but you know, trade secret cases like this, um, you know, when you, when you sit back and think about them, you know, you hear about ha- hacking and uh, you know, foreign state actors and you think that's you know what the story of theft of trade secrets is about, but it's usually employees, it's usually failed partnerships because you know, these are the people that know where the where the good stuff is, right? And and sometimes they don't know that they shouldn't be taking it either. I mean, it seems inconceivable that someone could leave with that many documents, right? But uh, but it uh, seems you know, like a lot of documents, Todd. Is it a lot? I mean, is fourteen thousand well, documents a lot? I, you know what? It's it. I think I think the when you're Uber. Uh, sorry, when you're dual and you're bringing suit, I think you count in a way that makes the number sound high. But for sure, it was not uh, it wasn't one a onesie or twosie. Right. And, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the whole thing about it is that, uh, you know, what was going through the guy's mind. Right. So but, you know, when you hear the story about, uh, you know, in the end, it was one document that they uh, you know, that that sent the guy to prison. You know, should he have just taken one less document and he would have been right. clear? Yeah, probably 13, not. Or, no, yeah, thirteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, and he would have been home free. They, they were okay, right? right. But no, it's, it's not like that. I mean, you know how it is with with uh, especially with criminal prosecutions like this was. They focused on the case that they knew they could get. Uh, that was the one that maybe Lewandowski didn't have a good defense on, and uh, so they settled on that. But but you know, at, at the end of the day, the guy took a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's hard to know what was going through his mind, but um, but you know, like it's not always clear. It's not always clear between employees, employees, like, you know, people think, well, I worked on that project. Those were my ideas. I can yes. take them with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Those that's, that's my stuff. It didn't, you know, and they maybe forget that they signed an employment agreement that said, you know, you know, uh, that, that the IP that they create and, and contribute to is owned by the company, or maybe they signed it, but they didn't really think that that was fair. Who knows? I mean, you can only, uh, guess after the fact what's going through people's heads but it's almost always employees in these trade secret cases it's almost always what do you think about Lewandowski so I mean this guy so he he tested he testifies at his sentencing hearing and he's humiliated you know what do you think are his prospects for getting a new job I mean he's a brilliant guy obviously in a hot area but who would hire the guy knowing that he stole trade secrets and now he's a felon for doing that would that be hard for him I th- well, absolutely, it would be. Absolutely, it would be. And 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 I, you know, I don't, I don't know the guy, but uh, you know, I think you know, it's 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 maybe you know, it, he's the one that's been the focus of of the of the um, prosecutor's case. He's been the focus of you know, Google. Definitely, people wanted to make an example here. But is he so much worse than a lot? I mean, there's a lot of other cases out there about you know people leaving. There was a high-profile case between Jawbone and and Fitbit. 
bunch of employees left and were supposed to have been taking uh, documents. There was another big one with Huawei where someone left Huawei and a couple of days later started a new company. And, uh, you know, this stuff happens all the time. So would somebody want to hire them again? Well, you know, that's a question. And, and employers are all the time, you know, taking, you know, hiring from competitors. And it's a high risk game. You hire from some competitor uh, and you put them in the same role that they were at the competitor. I mean, you're setting yourself up for these uh, these things. I'm, I'm sure there's people that want to hire him because he's probably pretty good at what he does. And you're some right. people will you know, say it's worth the risk. The thing that people don't <laughs> understand, I think, like, so Lewandowski and Ron, and, and there was like two others that were part of the main yeah. crew. They might in their head think, hey, this is our stuff. We developed this. What yeah. people don't understand, I don't think, what they don't, maybe they don't get their head around it is they're at Google for nine years. Google is paying their salaries, their benefits, all their stuff, their lab, they're, they're giving them vehicles to drive and stuff, and they figure this stuff out on Google's dime. Now, Automoto, by the way, was not developing autonomous vehicles. They were developing kits to retrofit trucks yeah. to become autonomous vehicles. And yeah. the funny thing is, maybe not funny for Lewandowski, but the way that this came to light is Waymo gets an email from a supplier of Waymo's that inadvertently goes, copies Waymo in when it was supposed to go to Lewandowski and it has a, a sheet of all their, well, let me see, I have notes around here. They have their, their LiDAR technology. It's got yeah. their specifications for it and they're like, wow, these look really like our trade secreted specifications and that, you know, launches it, that gets it really going. That probably gives them their first real bite of proof, right? So it only, they only found out by chance, is what you're saying. Well, I don't know. They might have found out when they started seeing, rec, you know, retrofitted oh, right. trucks out there. Right, right, right. But this, yeah, is, like, mean, this is like the silver, or this is like the, uh, what are they, the silver bullet in the case? Yeah. Yeah, you know, what they say, with, yeah, where, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So they, they yes. may have. They may have sensed something before, but they didn't have that sort of uh, the silver bullet or the smoking gun, as you say. Yeah, and, right. You know, that, that was the that was the piece of it. But uh, you know, the other the other you know, going back to the the other thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine documents. Yeah. Uh, so in in the press and and for us when we're talking, you know, as a shorthand, we talk about theft of trade secrets, but it's really the misuse of that information, right? It's not a theft. Uh, you know, like a theft of, of property, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, it's gotta be the misappropriation or the, the improper taking plus then they have to show that they were actually used. And, and um, you know, that's a, uh, that's a thing that, that is sometimes harder to prove, you know, when, especially that's why there's not that many criminal prosecutions when it comes to this stuff as well. Right. Oh, so, uh, right. Right. So, so if yeah, they take the material but the damages occur when they're utilized. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, you know, the, the great, the fragility of trade secrets is the problem here because yeah. once they're out there, they're out there. It's not just the competitor, but who knows who else gets it, you know? Yeah. 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 Once well, and and I, mentioned, I mentioned a moment ago a Huawei case, and actually the court found that the uh, this person who had left the company to start a new company had actually taken Huawei secrets. But they, because they weren't used, there was no damage, and Huawei didn't get anything out of that case because, uh, you know, so it's uh, it, it's not just the taking, it's the taking and the using that, that that's the problem. But, unless uh, you know, actually... Unless they lost, sorry? unless the stuff, 
is be, I mean, it's still out there, right? Yeah. That's the problem is, okay, there's no obvious damage, but will there yeah. be? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more proving on the, uh, the sort of misappropriation infringement side of, of this particular uh, aspect of IP is, can be much more complicated than some of the other areas of IP. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. And in fact, you know, a lot of people don't even really recognize protecting trade secrets, protecting proprietary or confidential information as even a kind of IP protection. And, you know, it's really like, you know, I think of patents and copyrights as stuff as sort of like the tip of the IP iceberg and really all of that stuff below the waterline. And it certainly in any technology company, it's this is the most uh, the most important way that most of the information in those companies is protected is is this way. Right. Yeah, with trade secrets. Um, and it's a little fuzzy, yeah. right? When I, yeah. I was like a one-year lawyer way back when, way too long ago, and somebody mentioned trade secrets, and I thought, what is a trade secret? Yeah. You know, I'm a lawyer a year into my practice. Now, I wasn't an intellectual property lawyer then, but it was kind of fuzzy. I thought, I'm not even sure what a trade I think it's just a secret, yeah. right? Yeah. It's an enforceable secret. That's the key thing, right? Well, yeah, the way I like to describe it, I mean, it's information that's not generally available to the public and it's something that you take reasonable measures to protect, right? And and that's essentially, whether you're talking about trade secrets or proprietary or confidential information, those are sort of distinctions that matter to the lawyers, but to the average day person, uh, you know, an engineer or a software developer or any, anyone else in technology, you know, it's all about secrets, like you say. Uh, and it's all about as, as, as chief patent, you were chief, you were the patent counsel at, um, at UTC, uh, Canada, right? Yeah. At Pratt and Whitney Canada. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Pratt and Whitney Canada. What did, did you have a program in place to protect trade secrets, you know, processes, technology, that sort of thing? Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, uh, so I'm up here in Canada and there's not so much a distinction up here between sort of regular proprietary information and trade secrets. Uh, but you know, to me, even, you know, as a company, you know, again, those are things for the lawyers to argue about later, but about protecting information. Absolutely. You need to have a program and a cornerstone of that program starts with training people so that, you know, they understand, you know, these, it's, it's definitely like a weak link uh, theory for protecting information. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And so your people that are handling information every day, they need to understand that they're handling something important that each you know, it's, it can be death by a thousand cuts in a, in right. a technology company, right? Each little piece you lose is, 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 is something that it doesn't hurt, you know, as you're, uh, as you're losing it, but it, it starts to really mount. So, you know, you need to, the training is, is super important and, uh, you know, tra training people in a way that they can understand in everyday language and that sort of thing, you know, uh, it's really important, you know, and I know you guys know that, uh, at executive IP, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. We were hoping you'd say something about yeah. the value of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and, 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 you know, that's, that's, uh, you were uh, a big part of our training program up there. And, and part of what was effective is your ability to, uh, to deconstruct the uh, complicated ideas into simple things, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what, because what when it comes to, protect, what would you yeah. have done if you were, you were the, what would you, if you could go back in time to, I don't know, 2015 and you were, Bam, you were the chief patent counsel at Waymo. What would you have done? What could they have done to see this coming and prevent it? Well, you know, I think I think the, the first thing that, um, you know, at Waymo, so they lost the employees, right? And, and, you know, I think it's really essential to 
have employers do exit interviews uh, with their people leaving, you know, when it's possible, sometimes not possible because they go home on Friday and you never see them again. But uh, for sure, um, uh, exit interviews to say, hey, look, you know, this is, you know, you worked here in a high tech area. This is, you know, everything you generated belongs to the company. It's not free for you to take. Uh, it's not stuff that you can use. And, you know, by the way, here's your employment agreement that you signed. Remember those obligations in there. Because I think, you know, a lot of employees, um, I, I saw a survey recently that uh, done by a security firm that said about 75% of departing employees takes, take information from the company when they go. So this is not just a, a Anthony Lewandowski problem. This is, uh, you know, people do this, right? So poor Mr. Lewandowski got caught and got caught bad, but yeah, because uh, you know, so stuff that mattered, right? Like, yeah, if you're well, in anything, if you lose, no one cares. When you win, everyone yeah. cares. Lewandowski <laughs> took stuff and then won. That was his yeah. law, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And 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 he he, you know, it was very high profile, and there was some you know mistakes that were made and so on. But the mistakes happened back when he took the stuff and felt that he had the right to take stuff and all that sort of stuff. So you know, that exit interview. You know, you can't take stuff with you. Where are you going? Um, that sort of thing. That's what I would have done. If I was on the other side at Automoto or, or eventually Uber, I would have, yeah. you know, you got to have a program where you say, you're coming from, I, I don't want you to bring yes. any information to this yes. job. Okay. I don't want that problem here. We want, we want the goodness in your brain, but we want, that's sort of like, you know, the math and science and technology and experience, not what the other guy was doing. Right. And, uh, you know, then you can't tempt fate. You, you, you got to put these people into different roles, different sort of, uh, you know, the, you can't take them at, ahead of automated driving from, from one company and make them ahead of automated driving because it's just, you're playing with fire. You're playing with you fire. Are so right. You yeah. are so right. You are so right. And I was also thinking as you're talking, Todd, it might also be good to kind of keep your fingers on the pulse of your employees. Yeah. You know, Number one, if they're happy, they probably won't depart. Although this guy really wanted to get out and build his own enterprise. And he's in a place that's very entrepreneur heavy, right? He's in the San yeah. Francisco area. But two, you know, you download, I guess it's not like you're downloading 14,000 records all at once. It's probably on your computer, right? I mean, it's yeah, on your, your phone. Or, yeah, your yeah. phone, your iPad. Like that's, that's part of this, right? Like it, we don't know all the facts. Like the guy could have just left exactly. with his iPad and, and, and you know, uh, oh, I didn't know I had those 14,000 documents possible. Right. So, right. Or particularly that one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the other thing is, you know, it, if, if Lewandowski's got, he takes all these people, they have all the brains to do this. It makes you wonder why they needed to take all the documents as well. I mean, you got yeah. all the people, maybe you lose, I don't know, three, four months. Well, yeah, I was I was reading. I mean, a couple of the documents were just uh, like uh, project plans, like you know, three months to do this, two months to do that, and and the different working pieces. These weren't the the scientific or or technical documents about you know the the AI algorithms that were involved. I right. mean, some of them probably were, but some of the some of the fundamental documents that were central to the case we're like project management stuff and you know, who knows in your head, like if, 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 if you could recreate, let's just say all 14,000 documents from memory or, or the basic concept of them and then get a new team of engineers, some of whom I guess were the same people uh, to recreate that technology, 
Is that still trade secret theft? Is yeah, that's still trade secret. That's still trade secret theft, but it's not as tangible and visible as fourteen thousand documents. Right. You know, for sure. You're committing sure. trade secret yeah. theft, but you know, ultimately, if you leave your company to go and start a competitive company, you're going to have problems, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a document signed or if there's trade secrets, I don't care if you took 14,000 documents or took zero documents, if they have enough money, they're coming for you. It, this is where all, most of the trade secret cases come from, from either employees or failed partnerships or uh, sometimes customers that decide they want to get rid of that supplier and either reverse engineer the thing and do it themselves. This is al where almost all the cases come from, from broken relationships. And uh, if you're going to do that, you know, you're, you're, you're heading into a real swamp. If you just think that you can like, you know, open up shop the next day and keep, you know, using all the documents, the tools, the same people doing the same things. You know, I think it's uh, the only difference between the successful cases and the ones that, that aren't is just who gets lucky and getting the best evidence to, to prove the, uh, the smoking gun, as you said. Yeah, and ultimately so, I'm not just saying this cause we have a training company, but I think training is the critical piece because if Lewandowski could see the future, he might not have done this. If he knew he was going to end up in jail for 12 months and have a $179 million verdict against him and go bankrupt over it, he might have come up with another way. You know, he might have yeah. eased his way out of Waymo, made a deal with Waymo, you know, you know, set up a subsidiary with Waymo. I'm sure they would have loved to have a subsidiary like this. Yeah. Comes down yeah. to training. You got to scare the you know what out of your employees and let them know here's what could happen. This is the ghost yeah. of the future. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tongue in cheek. You got to explain to them first. And I know that's what, you know, that's what you guys do well. And, you know, scaring them by, by you know, helping them understand, uh, not to scare them for, for no reason, but to help them put, put them in the shoes of these cases, right? I think the stories matter in the cases whenever you're uh, – you know, trying to help people understand IP is complicated. And a lot of people just sort of, uh, you know, they, they don't have the courage to dive into it. So if you can tell it through stories like cases like this, I think it's really important to, uh, yeah. to help people sort of see w how it applies to them or how, what it looks like in real life. Well, the message I'm taking away from this Ray is we got to make a video on this story. <laughs> yeah, we should do, we should do a podcast. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, we're gonna do. We're gonna shoot a training video on this story, a scenario video, right? Yeah, I think a it's a great story. One. Absolutely, yeah. Story. All right, we're gonna shoot it next Saturday because I already pretty much did all the research for it. Awesome. Yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, I'm Who's stoked. That? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, this has been a really informative discussion, and um, I appreciated. You know, the trade secret theft and. How this kind of thing commonly happens has been something we've been wanting to talk about. Um, so, you know, I'm so glad that we got to reconnect, Todd. And um, I hope that all of you guys enjoyed this conversation. If you're interested in learning more stuff you should know about IP, go to the Stuff You Should Know About IP YouTube page and uh, hit subscribe. And if you like this video, don't forget to share it and comment. Share your thoughts. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you.